0: and welcome to episode one of Throw the Podcast, brought to you by the guys over at throwthex.com. I'm Ben Conrad. Along with my co-host here, he's live from I-75. He's J to the A to the Y to the G. He is Jay Gunner. Jay,
1: say hello. Hello, everybody. Hi, Ben. The gloves are off. The preseason's over. It, it is time to let the people hear our voice.
0: Indeed it is. Or as Ms. Doubtfire would say, Hello! That's, that's horrible. You're horrible. Anyways, here on Throw the Podcast, we offer our opinions on our selection of some of the stuff coming out of the big three on the current week of tapings. The big three being Raw, SmackDown, and most importantly, as we all can agree, NXT. Please feel free to suggest any topic at any time in the comments section below. I'll do my best to reply directly or next week's episode. Um, Speaking of next week's episode, we're going to start selecting questions submitted by you find people over at throwthex.com. So head over there and click the Ask TTX tab at the top of the page. Again, that's throwthex.com. It's a brand new project, so follow us on our way to being the absolute best in Mediocre pro wrestling journalism and maybe tip back a couple whiskey sours with us along the way. Oh, yeah. And follow us on Twitter at TTX Wrestling. That is at TTX Wrestling. Enough with the cheap plugs. Episode one is a special one with Helena a Cell just around the corner. Um, we're going to use this episode to make our match predictions jay where do you want to start buddy
1: i want to you know what first i want to start by saying if for the people that that don't follow throw the x.com i've been on a bit of a losing streak lately okay uh you've beat me the past two pay-per-views now uh,
0: oh is it two <laughs> or three i think it's three and i massacred you if anything more than than two picks is a massacre. We're, we're gonna call it two,
1: but but I'm doing something a little different. You know, just for the podcast, I'm I'm going Ben Conrad. I've actually cracked myself a beer, okay, and. I'm going to make my picks off the top of my head. No studying, no rehearsal, no nothing. I'm, I'm just going to give it to you straight. Ben Conrad style. I'm going to destroy you.
0: That's impressive. But Jay, can you first tell us what kind of beer? Because before we started recording, you you told me what kind of beer you were drinking. And I, I think these people deserve to know what, kind, what the hell kind of beer is I, that?
1: I, I did. And you know what? OK, look, I'm from Detroit, born and raised. I, I'm a big Michigan beer guy. I had to dip a little south the border. I had to go go to my my friends in Ohio. This is a uh, evil twin brewing. It's called glaze. It's an imperial donut break. It's uh, it's coffee, vanilla,
0: almonds and donuts. Real donuts are in this beer. I'm really excited about it. That's embarrassing. I, I don't know how to follow that up. Um, the fact that there are donuts in your beer or that your beer is from Ohio. I'm not sure which one is worse. Hey, hey, these these people can hear my voice. They can't see my waistline, so I really don't care. <laughs> I agree. Okay, start us off, Jay. Where are we going?
1: All right. You know, to get things going, um, that, let's go right to the tag team division. Cause let's, let's, let's be honest here. Nobody really is paying attention to the tag team division. It's been this way for years. Um, sure. I, I love me some tag teams, but, you know, I think I'm In the majority, Uh, start over at SmackDown. SmackDown Tag Team Championship. You got the New Day versus Rusev day Day versus Rusev Day.
0: Rusev Day.
1: I'm gonna get it going. Okay, Rusev Day has had more stops and starts than anybody in recent memory. Okay, number one, they they hated it when the Rusev Day thing happened because if you remember when it happened, Rusev was a heel and he got over big time with that. They teased. With uh, Lana, they 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 teased a breakup where she was kind of you know getting between Rusev and Aiden, and then all of a sudden they were all friends again. And and they were there were there were faces, you know. Even Lana was a face. She lost her Russian accent for God's sakes. Then they teased another breakup. They're like, oh my God, Aiden's costing everybody a championship or their their championship opportunities. Then they're all friends again. I think this is gonna be a classic WWE. I think Aiden actually turns on Rusev during this. Give me new day for the win.
0: Ooh, that's an actual. That's an interesting take. I have it. Uh, I have it a little different. Okay. Now you're right. The catchphrase was was all they needed to get over huge. And and who would have thought they'd still be over like they were a couple months ago from from three words. It's Rusev Day or Happy Rusev Day, whatever. It, or whatever it started to be. Now you got a couple options here. You can strap Rusev and Aiden English with the titles while they're still over, or you could cause more tension between the two, like you mentioned, has been going on in the last month or two. Um, In my opinion, if they lose, Rusev blames English, you know, the classic breakup of a tag team WWE style, and then you have... Lana, because don't forget Lana's in this picture also. She's got her own stuff going on, but she's part of the trio. You have Lana become that snake in the background that slowly gets in between those guys, Rusev and English, you know, whether it's framing English for something or what have you. I think Lana needs to play a role in here. Um, Having said all of that, when all else fails, give me trombones, give me pancakes, give me unicorns, give me... Can you say it for me, Jay? New day?
1: New day? <laughs> Give me the new day on that one. All right. Congratulations. You're you're right. Um, Who's next? All right, More go, tag teams. Go to the Raw Tag Team Championship. You got Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, the current champions, versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose,
0: two-thirds of
1: the shield. I'm,
0: I'm going to let you go first on this. Okay. Because you're going to steal my pick? Is that yeah, per- is that what's happening here? Do I sense that? Pretty, I'm, I'm drinking my donut beer. Can you just take this one? for me drink your donut beer and watch the man at work now I think the goal here is to have all members of whichever stable strapped with the titles whether it's the shield and the tag team championships on Ambrose and Rollins and the WWE championship on Roman Reigns or it's opposite the WWE championship on Braun Strowman and Dolphin, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre with the tag team titles first before I give you my my pick, I want to say McIntyre is awesome. He has he is he is a stud. He has an incredibly bright future. Okay. Future, future champion. Um, you know, even even legends have been saying it since McIntyre was was called up from NXT uh pre-injury. But let me let me just bring up something that most people for I don't know what it is. Most people don't talk about this, but Heel Ziggler, the show-off, is Absolutely fantastic. Now, I've always been a Dolph Ziggler fan, but since he's teamed with McIntyre and now Braun Strowman, I feel like he's always carried this real chip on his shoulder, not just kayfabe. I think he's constantly shooting while he's out in the ring, and now he's got something to prove. He's with two giants, and he's like Ziggler times 10 the past couple weeks. His mic skills have been phenomenal. His selling In the ring, his timing on every move, every spot is absolutely phenomenal. And I just wanted to take that time to maybe, you know, give Ziggler some props. Prop him up a little bit. Everybody's talking about McIntyre and and Braun Strowman. I think the show-off is incredible, just as much so as the other two in the stable. Now, if you're strapping all three members of either stable, which ones do you strap? It all comes down to the classic WWE, which makes sense to strap the heels, right? That way the baby faces have something to chase after, especially when you got a a stable built this powerful um, as the, the dogs of war. Is what are they going to go with the Dogs of War? I really, That's what Braun Strowman called
1: them. I actually really hope they do go with the Dogs of War. I thought <laughs> it was, I thought it was pretty clever. I, I really it liked was. it. The,
0: so the Hounds of Justice versus the Dogs of War. Now if you're going to keep building this unstoppable stable of Braun Strowman, heel Ziggler, hashtag Hair Flick, and Drew McIntyre, you got to strap the heels. Give me Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre to retain. Be ben, my friend. You
1: are two for two. You're absolutely right. I mean, with pretty much 50% of the stuff you said, you were 100% correct. Okay, look, um, you're right. A stable is always better when all the championships are around them. They're not going to do it, though. We'll get to that later. Um, Dolph Ziggler's fantastic. I've been a fan of Dolph Ziggler since, man, when he was supposed to be a porn star back in the day. Okay a fan of Dolph Ziggler ever since. Drew McIntyre is a stud. Drew McIntyre Jake, should be pushed to the moon. You one time told me you were jealous of Amy Schumer. Is that correct? That is correct. I'll, I mean, how can you not be? How can you not be? I agree with you. But continue. Drew McIntyre, they need to strap a strap a rocket pack to that guy's back. He's, he's fantastic. He is what the WWE is dearly missing a top heel. He has the look. He has the wrestling ability he's got it all uh Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose I picture them I picture them look they're they're not going to get rid of the shield this early all the rumors out there all the the backstage gossip is this time Dean Ambrose is going to be the one to turn I fully believe it but they're a cash cow right now WWE's not going to end it after what about a, a month a little less was about three weeks They're not going to end that right now. Okay, so give me Dolph Ziggler, give me Drew McIntyre, give me a little Braun Strowman interference, maybe it, maybe a DQ, something dirty, something to keep the storyline rolling into the actual championship bout. Um, But look for a little dissension between Dolph and Drew because I think they're much more likely to break up sooner to give Drew that push than Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose would be.
0: Okay, well thought out. Actually, you know, I, I thought about that, too. Before I move on, I just want to add that, uh, you know, I thought about the, the the Braun Strowman interference as well. He's got a match with with Roman Reigns later on in the night. I think they're going to keep him out of it. I think it's going to be a clean match. The distension between Ziggler and McIntyre doesn't need to start yet. And actually, I th- I think they need to stay together. Dolph Ziggler is feeding on this this stable, this this team before it was a stable, um, I think it does does good for both of these guys staying together right now. I think you got a ways until you have to break them up, let alone tease this tension between the two. I, I agree with you. Next tag team match. Thank you for agreeing. That's one thing we can agree on, even though our, our I think our first two picks were the same, right? You got New Day and Dolph and Drew. The dogs yeah, of you, the dogs of destruction. What the hell did I call them? The dogs of war. Dog dogs of war. And dogs of yes. destructions. Better, anyways. I should have thought of yeah. that.
1: We we have the first two, and I guarantee you're going to copy off me with the next one. It's Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus the Miz and Maurice. I'm going to take it first because I'm just just going to let you copy everything that I say. Okay. Look, they're not bringing back Brie Bella. The Bella twins to have her lose. They're also not going to have Daniel Bryan lose to the Miz twice. If you look at the past of, of this feud of, of the lead up, you got the Miz knocking out Daniel Bryan with brass knuckles at SummerSlam. Okay. Uh you got the Miz and Maurice coming in, beating up Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella uh, during one of their matches on SmackDown. Yeah, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella got some revenge on it, but they're they're going to put their money behind the moneymakers. The moneymakers, Brie Bella, she has her own show. Daniel Bryan, Brie Bella are going to win. It's easy.
0: Okay, I might surprise you on this one, Jay. This feud, this feud was already personal. You know that. But now you have a wife, Jay. Now it involves the wives. Once it involves the wives... Gloves are off. You don't know what's going to happen. Like last month, SummerSlam, dirty finish, brass knuckles. Great finish. I chose Miz to go over clean, um, but the brass knuckles was okay. Miz went over um, in, in round one of this feud, which was the right call for WWE to make um, from, a, from a logic standpoint to keep this feud going. Now, having said that, does Daniel Bryan and Bree Bella have to win this match to keep the feud going? And that's a real question. I want you to answer that. Yes. Okay. Yes. You, you can't have,
1: you can't lose twice on a pay-per-view and expect to continue a feud.
0: Okay. That's what you think. If it were me in creative, I'd have the Miz keep winning. I mean, and that's why you're not in creative. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's, there's no backing yourself into a corner with the Miz winning. You play Daniel Bryan is the underdog and it works for him because he's got that underdog persona already attached to his gimmick. And not only that, but it adds so much more material for Miz's heel promos, which are already fantastic. And honestly, I, I think Elias has given him a run for his money lately, but it still adds that extra layer of, of heelishnism, heelishnism to the Miz. Um, nice, nice invention. Thank you so good, much. Good invented word, like that. During this match on Sunday, the Miz and Maurice will play dirty. They will lie. They will cheat. They will steal. But Daniel Bryan... And
1: Brie Bella will win. As I said, you know what, let's, let's move on. I, th- I think that's probably the easiest match to call in the entire one, to be honest with you. I
0: feel like this next one, I feel like this next one, me and you might might have differing opinions. And and you, you know what, Ben?
1: I hate this next one. Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. It's going to be inside the Hell in a Cell match. How do you hate this I next hate one? It. How do you? Why do you hate Here, it? Here's why I hate it. You, so, Shinsuke Nakamura, you give him a title. Granted, it's not the title that he probably deserved, but you give him a title. Guess who's not on the pay per view?
0: Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Shinsuke Nakamura is not even on the pay per view. But will his he? But will with, he
0: be on the pay per view? Will he collect his five hundred dollars? Will he? Will he pass go? at Hell in a Cell and collect his
1: $500. They're going to put him on the pre-show, just like Kevin Owens, but don't even get me started on that. Okay, Jeff Hardy, his matches with Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura was nothing more than an afterthought. Okay, those matches were used to set up Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. You use Shinsuke Nakamura, the champion, as basically fodder, to get this one going. So you got Randy Orton going after Jeff Hardy saying, Oh, I'm going to destroy your legacy. I will show people who you really are. Washing off the face paint. That was pretty sweet. Him stretching out the earlobe made me cringe. It's gross. I don't have pierced ears. I know, but I can imagine that that hurt like hell. It was gross. All the rumors were that Jeff Hardy was injured. All the rumors said the reason for the quick finish between Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura for the title were because Jeff Hardy couldn't possibly wrestle in a match. Those must have been faults. Um, they're putting him in a hell in a cell match so he can be a spot monkey, so he can get you know his swanton off the top of the, the cell or whatever the hell he's going to end up doing. You know he's going to end up doing something stupid. I think that Jeff Hardy isn't that far behind his brother wrapping up his wrestling career. A, a body can can only take so much damage before it completely just gives out on you. They're bringing Randy Orton back as the quote unquote legend killer Love that part of him. Randy Orton's a natural heel. He's a great heel when he's doing it. He's a horrible face. Conversation for another podcast. I think I think Jeff Hardy gets his moves in. I think Randy Orton wins. Okay.
0: first of all, (laughs) and and this question is completely rhetorical. Um, Why is this a Hell in a Cell match? Um, So Jeff Hardy can get his spots in Like you mentioned Jeff Hardy getting his spots in Which he will Um, I think being a Hell in a Cell pay per view The WWE needed More than one Hell in a Cell match I mean they needed more than one gimmick match Really, what other match is a gimmick match on the on the card? Only the other Hell in a Cell match, the Universal Championship. That's that, it. That's the only other one. So you got a gimmick pay-per-view with only one gimmick. They had to add this one. Who better to put in a in a cell than Jeff Hardy? Um, so something tells me they don't stay in the cell. Um now I like I like both characters a lot more now than I did a couple months ago. Um but not not this feud. I don't like this feud. I like Jeff Hardy with the face paint. I think I think it's done wonders for him on mic. If that makes any sense, and yes, and yes, face paint can do more for an individual on the microphone than you would actually think. Because who was who it you were you were talking to, Jay? Or you were watching a video of uh, somebody Finn saying, Baylor.
1: "Was it Finn Baylor? It was Finn Balor in his. Uh, it was on. Uh, uh, the WWE Network, which you can get right now for $9.99 a month. Oh, it not was, you, It was on his. Not you, too. It, it, if it's not too good for Shawn Michaels, who am I? True. It, it was on his
0: special. He mentioned. You're the heartbreak. Um, You're the heartbreak uh, donut-drinking kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that. That's, but, that's great.
1: But but yeah, Finn Balor during, during one of his interviews, they asked him about his demon persona, and if you followed him before he got to WWE, WWE, he um he did a lot of stuff. I mean, he dressed as the Joker, he dressed as Venom, he he did a lot of really cool face paint stuff. But he even said he's like. Him naturally behind a microphone, he, he's, he's kind of a shy guy. He's, he's not really outgoing. But when you put that makeup on, when you put that paint on, you can be somebody else. And when he put the demon paint on, it, it wasn't a character. It was him actually digging deep and, and finding another person inside of himself. And it, it let him kind of release a little bit
0: more. Yeah, it's method acting at its rawest and finest. Um When I when I said earlier, Nakamura will be in this pay-per-view and collect his five hundred dollars. For those of you out there who don't know, a wrestler superstar makes an appearance on television. Um, It's an automatic five hundred dollar bonus, if you will. Um, So that's what I meant by that. Nakamura will interfere in this match because why wouldn't he? There's been interference in every other match. Uh, whether it be by Nakamura or Randy Orton. um, He might throw a nut punch, maybe two. I I believe it is called the crotch punch of doom. The crotch punch of doom, I'm sorry. But winning does really basically kind of nothing for either superstar when you think about it. So I think the charismatic enigma will delight with a spot fest, but the legend killer, Randy Orton, and... Jeff Hardy is a legend. The legend killer will win. Give me Randy Orton. Are we three for three right now? What is go- We're four, four for four. 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 Somebody's got to change yes. something up. Somebody's got to win this. You know, we can't have a tie. What's the tiebreaker uh, not- going to be? And honestly,
1: I can't see the next two going either way. I mean, that, that's going to the Raw Women's Championship. You got Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. Ben, go ahead and say it because I'm just going to follow suit. I'm going to go
0: with, who the hell do you think? Well, for, it's first rowdy. of all, for, it's, Robbie, it's Rowdy Ronda Rousey, obviously. First of all, I don't have a lot to say about this match. This is I can I can go back and forth, but I could I could just as easily skip over this match. The super showdown next month in Australia, it's advertising Alexa Bliss versus Trish Stratus. And it's also advertising the women's championship match, the raw women's championship match. So either something crazy happens between now and then, or it plays out just like we all know it's gonna play out. Ronda Rousey wins. Hopefully this match is better than SummerSlam was. Because honestly, that match could have taken place on a on a Saturday because it was just sad.
1: It- You know what, Ben? You said it all. I'm not not even going to add. You know what? I am going to add something. I really like how the WWE decides to throw in that Rousey is nursing bruised ribs. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's really going to stop her. You know, that's that's going to be her downfall is the bruised ribs. There's a throwaway match. It's going to be Ronda Rousey. It's going to be short. Quick to the point. They've probably been rehearsing this three-minute match for the past month. Rounder Rousey. Can I add
0: something? I just, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I said I didn't really want to talk about this for too long, and I could just skip right over it. But can, can I just say I hate to talk smack about really any superstar except for Big Cass. I hate you, Big Cass. If you're out there listening, I will talk. I will talk as much crap about you as I want. And there is nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> do I hear a laugh over there, Jay? You, I know you your hatred for Big Cass. You think I'm joking. These people out here need to know I had this deep down hatred for Big Cass. Give me a couple of whiskey sours and I can go for days. I was, I was about to say, go go read some of
1: your past posts. Go read, <laughs> I think it was whiskey sours and wrestling where you took an entire, I don't know, page of just ripping on Big
0: cast. Well, sometimes I got to. Cut a heel promo. And you know what? It just so happened to be on Big Cass. Um, but I'm going to cut a short one here on Ronda Rousey because she's been bad the last couple. Of, I mean, her mic work is not good. She's had a couple bright spots here and there where she's come off as kind of believable. Alexa Bliss is believable. I mean, I, I, I listen to Alexa Bliss and she comes off as just a, you know what? She's just a mean girl. And but that's her character, and I believe it. Ronda Rousey to me has come off as somebody who has never watched an episode of wrestling in their entire life, and they just made this transition. Which don't get me wrong, her match at WrestleMania—I was there in New Orleans to see her debut match, and she did great. Great match, one of the one of the best matches on the card, if I'm being honest with you. But she had months of preparation. And now that she's kind of being thrown into the ring of fire where she's only given a few days at a time to prepare for her matches and her promos. Not good, Ronda. Not good. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I think having her as champion has done the company wonders. Stock, stock has gone up. The merchandise sales have, have gone wild with the Rowdy Ronda Rousey. But from a fan's perspective step it up, Rhonda. Do your research. Watch some watch some old promos from from Roddy Piper. Watch some old, I don't know, watch some new stuff for all I care. Watch some stuff and learn. Learn how to sell stuff in the ring. Uh, and I'd just like to point out that that during the pre-show
1: conversation, he said none of this. So this was, I, I think Ben needs to put down the Bacardi. Uh, I think he needs to walk away for a little bit because that wasn't even supposed to be part of the show. I think Ben is really developing some hatred for Ronda Rousey.
0: I just I just I, started thinking back to uh, Monday Night Raw, which I've watched three times already from this past week. I take my job very seriously, people. Um, I'm kidding. I seriously Roseanne ended and I have nothing better to do than watch Raw three times. But during her match, that, that spot that she blew, it wasn't a spot, really. It was more of a, she was on all fours. Um, not knowing what to do, looking over at Natalia, like, save me, please. And it was awkward. It was like four seconds of awkwardness. And I cringed. And she needed Corey Graves to bail her out. And so that's kind of what I started thinking of. And it just brought back, I don't know, stepping up, Rhonda. On to the next one, Jay. Where are we going? So we're going to go
1: to the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think that this one... Has potential
0: Yes Two women Um, Two women that I love Yeah I mean you got Charlotte
1: Flair The current champion Going up against Becky Lynch The new heel And now Let me tell you Ben WWE is doing What WWE Does best They are taking Somebody over They are taking Somebody getting Cheered by the crowd And they are forcing them into a heel position. And then they are taking somebody not exactly over. Somebody that gets booed constantly. Charlotte Flair. And they're trying to force her as a face. Now, I was reading uh, something. I I believe it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. They They were talking to him. And they asked him about Charlotte Flair, and he said that you know she's fantastic, blah blah blah, great wrestler. That she is a natural heel, that she is much better as a heel, and I agree. Her character, the quote unquote queen, that 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 is a heel move. Yes. Okay. The the way she won the title is a heel move. She stole the title. Yes. She did. I mean, it was it, it was a good match, but she stole the title. Yes. Okay. From her best friend everything that Becky Lynch says in her promos since then has been completely true. She's like that should have been my match you're right Becky it should have been your match. Charlotte kind of weas- weaseled her way in there mm-hmm. I should have won that title. you're right Becky you should have won that title you had that title won. Charlotte came in last second and and ended up beating you you know I- I've been in your uh, your shadow for far too long everyone refers to me as Charlotte's friend. You're right Becky you are much too good. You know, for people to refer to you like that, you should stand on your own. You should be a top, top person, especially on SmackDown.
0: Yes. Charlotte did indeed steal that match. Now, would that make her, dare I say it, the dirtiest player in the game? (laughs) You know, I hope that they lead to that. (laughs) Now, this is I I really do. (laughs) Hold on. I'm going to cut you off right then and there because I've got something to to say. My thunder. I'm going to steal your thunder. Please, this is this is a great feud already. This is going to be an even better feud down the road. Now, they're going to put on an excellent match. I, I just have that feeling this match is, is going to be great. Historic? Possibly. I mean, call me crazy. It may, it may be a historic match. Now, to your point, Charlotte Flair will eventually go down as one of, if not the greatest of all time. Um... WWE is very likely going to strap Charlotte with the belt as often as possible. I think late in her career, down the road, they're going to get her to 16 titles. Because why wouldn't they? You know, for those of you wondering why I say 16 out there, do you know who else had 16 championship reigns in WWE? With the same same surname? First name Rick, the nature boy, the original... Dirtiest player in the game, the greatest of all time, Ric Flair. I think down the road that's what they're getting at, and I think they're going to strap Charlotte as much as possible. Um, but I really like Becky Lynch. You know, I like Becky Lynch. You do love you some Becky Lynch. I love me some Becky Lynch. Other than the fact that she's gorgeous, I mean, she is sexy. She is sexy. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she is sexy. I'm not. I'm going to tell your wife you said that. She. she I know she's a throw the axe listener. She's our only subscriber, by the way. So you guys get on that. Uh, you guys get on that in the ring, on the microphone. Great look. Um, even better as a heel, Jay, like you said. But this feud is completely based on the fact that Charlotte Flair is stealing the spotlight from Becky Lynch. So with that logic, why, do, why how do you end the feud after three or four weeks? you don't that's the whole premise of this feud is charlotte is stealing her thunder so you keep it going charlotte steals her thunder again charlotte flair wins that's it
1: Right Speaking of stealing thunder, that's exactly what I was going to say. If if WWE creative had any sense whatsoever, you keep it going. You have Charlotte Flair win dirty. If Charlotte Flair win by a fluke, you have Charlotte Flair, just nothing clean. And you develop her into the quote unquote dirtiest player in the game. I hope this happens. I think it'd be a great slow burn for her turning heel Turn in Becky Lynch face, you can do the double turn. Um, you could extend this. Pretty far. Like I I know the rumors out there say that they want Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for WrestleMania. It doesn't need to go that far. But you could run this feud a lot longer if you do that. If you have Charlotte Flair win dirty. I agree with you again. Or better said, you agree with me again.
0: Charlotte Flair is going to win. Okay, good one. Nice. Let's go. Nice try, Jay. Can I actually let me throw you a curveball. Now, this is some. this is something you didn't prepare for. WrestleMania is tomorrow. You got the champion, Ronda Rousey, given the fact that they're on the same brand. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair, who wins that match. Who is the right person to pick to win that match, Jay? On the spot. The right person or the person that they're going to pick? Look, the the right person
1: to pick to win that match is Charlotte Flair. She has more longevity. She's going to be a wrestler for a very, very, very long time. Who they're going to have win that match? Ronda Rousey, because she's the ticket draw. She's the Brock Lesnar. She's the the person that you bring in to drive up ticket sales.
0: Okay. I agree with you. I would would also, my pick would also be, if I were on creative team, uh, Charlotte Flair she's on her way to becoming the goat in the women's division um 10 15 20 years from now that's that's what Charlotte's on her way to that was just a hypothetical I, I agree. people I had to
1: ask you because you brought I, it up I agree you know what Ben Let's let's move into the big two okay the big two w- the championship W-E- matches. You got it WWE championship I hope This is the one that I hope That we actually pick different You have AJ Styles The current champion The record breaker Versus Samoa Joe Samoan submission machine Who do you got?
0: Oh you want me to go first?
1: I want you to go first
0: Okay I've thought this through I love this feud. I love the personal feuds. I love Samoa Joe's. I love Samoa Joe's mic work. his promos are just outstanding and not taking away anything from AJ Styles so are his um, I thought the uh, the night Night book that Samoa Joe read AJ Styles was just something that's gonna go down in history. I mean I thought that was something just great. the title. Just as a reminder, there's no gimmick to this match. Um, The title will only change hands with pinfall or submission. Now, that's important to keep in mind because their match at SummerSlam last month was a disqualification with no title change. Now, does WWE do two DQs in a row with no title change? I say no. I say you got to keep that fire lit. Inside of AJ Styles He's coming off as a uh, A face that's gone to the next level And the title's gotta change So give me Joe 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 And Night Night AJ Styles y- You know what Ben Please disagree I with me you. for once For once and you know We've no, got I one ha- match I after this you. And if you don't disagree with me On any of these matches We're gonna have to go into Sudden death overtime
1: Okay y- you know what look Joe's going to kill you. Joe should win this match. But here's what I will say. I'm with you. I love the personal storyline matches; they're awesome. Uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles are actually good friends. Okay, uh, anyone that's followed them on the independent scene knows that Samoa Joe and AJ Styles are actually really close to one another. Um, the Night Night book was fantastic. Samoa Joe as a wrestler, as a as a personality, is fantastic. He when he wrestles, he looks like he is hurting people. Yes, um, sure. For, for for those of you that have never been in a... Okay, look. When I got married, uh, Ben came up from Phoenix. Uh, Tom, Thomas
0: Fenton, uh, Wrestling News World fame. Um, you just going to name drop like uh, that to get us viewers. You name drop Thomas you know, Fenton and you I mean come on. You, you got to call in
1: Thomas Fenton because he was the mastermind behind this. For for those of you that don't know Thomas Fenton from wrestling news world, you know, he's he, he's a pretty big guy and he pulled some strings for my bachelor party. He took all of us to uh the House of Truth. It's in Michigan. It is uh Truth Martinis. Um it, uh, they don't call them dojos here but this is practice facility they took him to the r- they took us to the ring <sighs> The very first thing I did is I got in the middle of that ring. I jumped up as high as I could and I landed on my back and I almost knocked myself unconscious. Okay, a ring is not a trampoline. I found that out. That stuff hurts. When you watch Samoa Joe doing the stuff that he does in that ring, I don't know how he's protecting these people. He looked like. He is legitimately hurting people. And it's scary. I don't. I'm 30. I'm I'm damn near 30 years old. And it scares
0: me that that's what I'm saying.
1: And I don't know just for me jumping up and landing on my back, nearly knocking myself unconscious. I don't know how he's able to protect these wrestlers enough where WWE has enough confidence in him to put him in a championship match. Now,
0: imagine you doing that
1: today. After all the donut beers you've been drinking. I would knock myself unconscious. Exactly. I mean, I mean, that's easy. After donut beer, you can't possibly take a bump and drink. <laughs> so, but, but the fact that he does it tells me something about him as a wrestler. The, the fact that he does it tells me that he is protecting these people, that he is just making it look so good that me as a fan can look at it and say, oh, my God, he just killed somebody. But that's not the case. Big ups to Samoa Joe for that. Um, If you think about it, he's kind of the ultimate underdog. I mean, he's never had the look. Okay, he's bounced around
0: a bunch of independent scenes. He's not exactly young. That's a weird point. Weird point to make. But but I'm with you on that. That's a that's something that I've really never thought of. The ultimate underdog. Well, he, he, he just had an
1: interview, and during the interview, he said, no promotion has ever wanted me. And, and that kind of hit home. I'm like, dude, you've been everywhere. I mean, you've been at TNA. You've been all around the independent circuit. You're in a main event feud with the WWE, and you have the balls to step up and say, no promotion has ever wanted me. And he's speaking the truth. He has earned everything that he has. He didn't get it based on Look. Uh, He didn't get get it based on who he knows. Um, As a matter of fact, he had a quote when he got hired into NXT. They still let him do independent bookings because they figured he just wasn't going to work out. Wow. What, Ben,
0: what do you know about the WWE and independent bookings? Yeah, what I know about the WWE and independent bookings is when you're in the doghouse, it's kind of where they send you. It, not that, not yeah. that Samoa Joe was in the doghouse. And I don't want to I don't want to put that uh, label on anybody else with. Uh, so what happens that normally means you're in the doghouse when you're when you're allowed to book independence, either that or you're you're Chris Jericho or somebody who's got that can do whatever the hell they want, whenever they want. Not that Samoa Joe is in the doghouse, but like you said, Jay, they. They didn't know all the time. That just goes to show you how much of the WWE know about Samoa Joe because the dude's awesome. He's a bad, bad man. And picking up on your uh, your your thought about him making it look so real in that ring all the time. Um, There's a interview that you all should watch. It's with uh, AJ Styles, out of all people on the Stone Cold podcast where Stone Cold, talks to AJ Styles about being the new champion. This is months ago. This is when AJ first won the belt. Steve Austin asks him, How do you how do you go about in the ring, like like proving yourself, night after night, like stepping it up a notch. Every match, you, you, you pick it up a notch every single match. And he says I bring it. It looks real because it is real. He's like, I protect my guys. Safety first. But I let them guys know before the match, hey, listen, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to pop you a couple times in the face and you're going to take it, you know, without without going to the extreme and hurting somebody. But when you're on top of the card like that and you've got that mentality, that's what makes for good matches. And I I respect AJ Styles for saying that I'm going to pop you one. You might get a you might get a black eye. You might, you know, something happens, you might get a tooth fly out of your mouth. And I think that's the way Samoa Joe goes about it. He brings it. He protects you, but he lets you know, like, hey... Things are going to get rough in there because we're here to you're I mean, we're here for a reason.
1: We're at the top of the card. And and I think that Samoa Joe's first time, first true time. I mean, he he was there a couple times. He You know, he suffered an injury, but this is his first full, you know, true go at the top of the card. I don't give a damn, Ben. We're going to finish with a tie. I don't care. Samoa Joe will win this match and he deserves it. Good for you, Samoa Joe. Don't say a damn word, Ben. Move on. The WWE Universal Championship. You got Roman Reigns, the current champion, who gets booed every time that he steps through the curtain, versus Braun Strowman, the newly heel. Who do you got? Hell in a Cell match. Strowman's not a heel, is he? He still gets cheered. In in the WWE's eyes, he is. I mean, we all know the truth. I love heels. I hate Big Cass, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's one heel that I hate. Anyways... Um, what do we do in the event of a tiebreaker? I got to ask you before I answer this question about the universal championship between Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman at hell in a cell with Mick Foley as the guest referee here. I got it. What does Mick Foley wear to the ring? Does he wear flannel? I win. Does he wear? Well, he's the referee now. He wears. Does he wear stripes? Does he wear sweatpants with stripes? Uh, he
1: he has been a guest referee before. He wears the sweatpants with the uh, the WWE um, referee. Sure. Okay,
0: ladies and gentlemen. I, that's what you're. Ladies and gentlemen. By the way, when you're listening to two guys in a podcast say that their tiebreaker is based solely on what Mick Foley's wardrobe will be. You know you're listening to throw the podcast. I, uh, hey, this is this is I, mean, getting, I think this, this is getting ridiculous. Th- th- this pay per view is
1: really easy to call, and and Ben, let me drop some knowledge. I okay, I kind of lied in the beginning. I actually did do some research. Okay, this is the only research I did. I want to drop this knowledge on you. Um, for those of you that don't know, ben Stroman, or Braun Strowman is actually cashing in his Money in the Bank contract for this match. There is one person. Okay, so the contract has been unsuccessfully cashed in only three times. One person was involved in all three. Can you tell me
0: who it was? Um, I would say his name. Well, let's see. Hold on. Give me a second here. I know John Cena was involved in one. Mm-hmm. I know another was uh Let me help it's you out. So it's it's so tough to think. God, I've been I've watched every episode of wrestling since I was friggin' six years old. In in all three, because
1: because I actually had to research this. So I'm not gonna put you on the spot like that. John Cena was actually involved in all three unsuccessful cash-ins. You have in the year uh 2012, Cena won the contract. Okay, he cashed it in against CM Punk. There was interference from the Big Show during that match. I know you remember that because yes. back in the day before CM Punk's current run, you are a huge CM Punk guy. Sure. Um, even though John Cena won that match, he never won the title because of the interference. Okay. okay, next year one Damian Sandow, won the Money in the Bank contract match. He cashed it in against John Cena. John Cena won that match second Unsuccessful cash in. The third one was Constable Baron Corbin. Yes, he won it. the Money to the Bank contract. He attacked John Cena during the match. Uh, Jinder Mahal was the champion at the time. He he attacked John Cena during a match between John Cena and Jinder Mahal. Cashed in against Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal retained the championship because John Cena came back in, beat the crap out of Baron Corbin for good reason. Baron Corbin, otherwise known as the other big cast. John Cena was involved in all three unsuccessful cash-ins. Does does WWE keep that rolling? Is John Cena going to run out of that curtain? Is he <laughs> is, is he going to uh do the 6th Move of Doom, which he definitely should have called the doomiest, but he didn't. The the fearsome backhand. Is he going to
0: come in backhand knock somebody out and ruin this match that was great knowledge you just dropped on us and excellent damien sandow reference if i might if i might add to us unwashed masses it was about time we had a sandow reference right you you gotta you gotta sneak damien sandow into (laughs) every podcast you possibly can Sure, and if you don't you're an ignoramus that's what i always say Mm. (laughs) so who's your pick You want me to go first? Uh, No, I don't want you to go first. I still haven't decided what Mick Foley's going to be wearing. Let let me go first. Okay, look. Braun
1: Strowman is not a heel. Braun Strowman is classic. WWE wants to push Roman Reigns as a face so bad that they took a guy that was already over like Braun, Strow- or Braun Strowman was already over, like they want Roman Reigns to be. Okay, this this guy got cheers. It was uh, almost like a grassroots type thing, like they never planned on this happening. He was to the level that they want Roman Reigns to be, and instead of running with Braun Strowman as the face, they say, hmm, let's turn Braun Strowman heel. Maybe, they'll, maybe the people will come around to Roman Reigns a little bit better. It's not going to happen. It's typical WWE. It's typical WWE. Be booking this match. If you look at the two groups, if you look at Roman Reigns and the Shield, you look at Braun Strowman and the Dogs of War, whatever they're going to end up calling them, they're not going to put the title on Roman Reigns. Ben, how many times? Dogs of Destruction. I think it's the Dogs of Destruction. Ben, how many times have you talked to Thomas and Thomas swore to God that? Hey, tonight's the night. Roman Reigns wins the championship, give or take. I mean, we, we've been to a couple of WrestleManias with him. Uh, even when we weren't with him, you know, we talked to him regularly. Uh, Thomas Fenton always has the inside track on everything. How many times has WWE off the top of your head tried to strap Roman Reigns? 17. Yeah, that's a fair number. I'd go with three, but hey, whatever. They're not going to put the championship on Roman Reigns to have him lose it at the very next pay-per-view.
0: So Roman Reigns wins. You take Roman Reigns. Deal with it. Okay. Now, here's the whole time you were talking, I I was barely listening. No offense. I was thinking more so about Mick Foley's outfit. As weird as that sounds, I was going to go with sweatpants and a black and white flannel. Like a referee stripe, almost like a black and white flannel, like the checkered. I don't know. I thought it'd be different. But anyway, I was going to use that as our tiebreaker. But you're taking Roman Reigns. I'm not going to need a tiebreaker. We're gonna we're gonna end it on this one because my pick is Braun Strowman, and let me tell you why. Okay, Foley's the guest referee. They're kind of uh, commemorating the 20 year. Has it been 20 years since that infamous Hell in a Cell incident with Taker and Foley? 20 years. I'm t- people. I'm 29 years old. That means I was nine years old. When that event in Pittsburgh took place. Now, we're going to see some nostalgia during this match. Something is telling me we're going to see all three of these men on top of the cell. If, if that's if, if fully and I mean no offense at all. He's just older and his God, the guy can barely move anymore. That's if he can make it to the top of the cell. and I And I really mean no offense by that. Now, having said that, something also tells me we're going to see a spot where McFoley possibly takes a bump from Braun Strowman, maybe, kind of, sort of. I don't know. I mean, I've seen crazier things happen. It's the 20th anniversary of that infamous Hellenist cell. How does how does Foley follow that up? Does he does he take a bump? I mean, that, that was that was his favorite thing to do in his career, right? That's what. Made him fully. I mean, it was ECW madness everywhere he went. The guy had a freaking front tooth sucked to his nose for half a match. Now, I don't think we'll see interference from the Shield or from Ziggler, McIntyre. You know, it's got to be a clean match. Jay, here's where I win for the fourth time in a row, my friend. Strap the monster. You heard it here, folks. Strap the monster. Ben, you suck, and you smell like ass. Well, I drink donut beer, never, and I drink regular beer, always. From Ohio, never. From Michigan, always. Ben, you live in Phoenix. But I'm 313 till I die. Okay, all right, that's all the time we have for today. Um, Well, actually, we have plenty of time. I'm only five beers in with plenty in the fridge, but fortunately for you guys, we're out of matches to predict. So, remember to share your thoughts, your predictions in the comment section below. Feel free to argue amongst yourselves or with me. Um, I get a kick out of it. Uh, we hope you all enjoy Hell in a Cell this Sunday. It's those of you on the East Coast. Good luck. We're praying for you. You're in our thoughts and our prayers. Remember to follow us on Twitter at TTX Wrestling. That is at TTX Wrestling for live tweeting during the pay per view this Sunday and perhaps some bragging by Ben Conrad himself. Alrighty then, adios amigos and...